Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast with music to boost your spirits, the final batch of magical chapters from Book 3, tales of fish festivals, and what's coming down the pipeline. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week, we have a significantly shorter episode than we are used to here at the Going Up Cast, and the primary reason for that is because I am in Las Vegas right now. Um, well, not at the time of recording this. By the time you guys are hearing this, I'll be in Las Vegas. And I simply just straight up ran out of time to do more things in my week, uh, to have more things to talk about in the podcast. But we do have a pretty good podcast. Like I said, we finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban this week. I'm very excited to get into Goblet of Fire, which begins next week. Um, I went back to my high school town for a local festival, and I talk a bit about that later on. We have two songs of the week. And then I talk about my my travel plans and what's up with the podcast and all these other good tasty things. But first, let's start off like we've never started off before by talking about the Harry Potter chapters. This is it. The final week of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Four freaking chapters go up this week. Exactly when they go up, not entirely sure. Chances are they probably go up later today because, as I've said before, and I'll say again, I'm in Vegas this week, and I'll be away from my computer because my laptop's busted, and I'm not bringing my desktop to Vegas. So, you know, just gonna have to just gonna have to deal without the internet for a bit. But it's not like I'm going to a third world country. I'm going to Las Vegas. So, I'm uploading all four episodes probably tonight before I take off, and there won't be episodes again until next week. We're the beginning of Goblet of Fire, but let's talk about the final four chapters of The Prisoner of Azkaban. Chapter 19, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. Chapter 20, The Dementor's Kiss. Chapter 21, Hermione's Secret. And chapter 22, Owl Post Again, which has to be one of the laziest, um, like, chapter titles. It couldn't be, like, Return to Sender. Something clever, you know? I know chapter 1 is Owl Post, but literally calling chapter 22 Owl Post Again, you know, that's... That lacks imagination. Um... So I'm not a big fan of that one. Uh, But this uh, week's highlight comes to us from chapter 21, where I take a little time with my all-time favorite character to voice, which is Professor Dumbledore. And I just, you know, I have a nice little monologue. I'm actually, I I love this little monologue of, uh, of him yelling at other people. So let's just take a listen. I would like to speak to Harry in the mudblood alone, said Dumbledore abruptly. Cornelius, Severus, Poppy, get out. Get the fuck out right now! This shit's important. Leave, headmaster. Sputtered her man, Pomfrey. They need treatment. They need rest. This cannot wait," said Dumbledore. "I must insist. You fucking move." Madame Pomfrey pursed her lips and strode away to her office at the end of the ward, slamming the door behind her. Fudge consulted his large gold pocket dangling from his waistcoat. The mentor should have arrived by now, he said. "I'll go and meet them, Dumbledore. I'll see you upstairs." He crossed through the door and held it open for Snape, but Snape hadn't moved. You surely don't believe a word of Black's story, Snape whispered, his eyes fixed on Dumbledore's face. I wish to speak to... Did I stutter, Snape? I've said it three times. I wish to speak to Harry and Hermione alone. Fucking move, said Dumbledore. Snape took a step towards Dumbledore. Sirius Black showed he was capable of murder at the age of 16. He breathed. Have you forgotten that, Headmaster? You haven't forgotten that he once tried to kill me? My memory is as good as it ever was, Severus. Just like how I remember, I have asked you three times now to fucking leave. 
Dumbledore said quietly. Snape turned on his heel and marched through the door as Fudge was still holding. And close behind them, and Dumbledore turned to Harry and Hermione. They both burst into speech at the same time. Professor, Black's telling the truth. We saw Pettigrew. He escaped when Professor Lupin turned into a werewolf. He's a fucking rat. Pettigrew's front paw, I mean his finger. He cut it off. Pettigrew attacked Ron. It wasn't serious. But Dumbledore held up his hand to stem the flood of explanations. Holy shit, guys. We don't have time for this. I beg you not interrupt me, because we gotta move, he said quietly. There is not a shred of proof to support your stories, except your own word, and the word of two 13-year-old wizards will not convince anybody. <sighs> a street full of eyewitnesses swore they saw a serious amount of Pettigrew. I gave evidence to the ministry that Sirius has been the bottom secret keeper. <laughs> Professor Lupin can tell you, Harry said, unable to stop himself. What did I say about interrupting me, you shit? Professor Lupin is currently deep in the forbidden forest, unable to tell anyone anything. By the time he is human again... I need beer. It will, it will be too late. We're wrapping up Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm very excited to get into Goblet of Fire. It's a long one, and I stated last week it's going to carry us all the way into 2019, which is kind of mind-blowing. Um, and I don't know when the promo video for that is going to come out, but it will happen eventually. Um, hopefully not, like, hopefully pretty early into the book. So keep your eyes on the horizon for that. I haven't filmed it or planned it or done nothing with it yet, but that's, that's where that's going. And thanks for listening to the first three books of Harry Potter. I, I'm doing them all, like, obviously, but, you know, we've made it this far, and let's keep on trucking. But for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. So, this past weekend, I went back to uh, where I went to high school, which was Issaquah. And Issaquah, every first weekend of October, or last weekend of September, I think it varies from year to year, but around that time, uh, they host an event known as Salmon Days which is a annual kind of large fair fest type situation. There's a lot of like vendors with their various arts and crafts where there's rides, there's giant inflatable fun pits, there's food, there's like eight different stages, there's a couple of beer gardens. It's a whole big to-do. And the whole thing centers around the fact that around this time of the year, the salmon um, swim up river, uh, one of the rivers that goes through the town of Issaquah, uh, to spawn and whatnot before they have inevitably die. And the fair is always a lot of fun. You usually play that game of, uh, you wander through the streets looking at the, the vendors and all that stuff going, oh, that's a, that's a nice piece of artwork right there. $800, holy crap. And it's just, you know, it's just fun to walk around and people watch. There were so many people there this year, like more so than there have been in past years I would say it's pretty ridiculous how many people go to this actual event but it's always fun uh wandering around the food section today I was looking at the various you know cuisine options which I say fairly lightly um I will say there were not a lot of like repeat places you know like if there was one place that did barbecue it was like the only place that did barbecue they really tried to uh have an eclectic taste of options there. There's like a Greek place and a Kenyan place and a Caribbean place and so on and so forth. I had a chicken burrito 
that had way too much lettuce in it and tasted like it came from taco time. But the weird thing was is that the tortilla was like handmade live right in front of me. Um, and the tortilla was amazing. So I'm like, you, you can do the tortilla part really well. It's everything else that goes into this that you guys need to work on. So, you know, the package is good. Or the packaging is good. Now you just got to make the uh, the stuffing inside of it worthwhile and tasty. Um, there was this one vendor that I saw that had this really neat style of art where it was cut wood layered. So it was like a 3D. It had like depth to it, like actual depth to it. Because it was like a layered box of cut wood and it was like a wolf howling at the moon and stuff like that. But again, it was super expensive. So I didn't pick one up. But overall, it was a very enjoyable outing. And it's, you know, it's just nice to get out and explore the local local fairs and stuff like that. They happen far more often than I would have originally thought. I remember, like, I've done a couple of festivals um, in the past couple of months that I've even spoken about on this podcast. So that's my, that's my advice for all of you this week is to go out and explore your local venues and cultures and see what's going on. Chances are there's, like, a farmer's market, which is... You know, your your standard, there's almost always a farmer's market of some persuasion in a in a town near you. You can always check that out, get your local local collected honey and bars of soap made of beeswax and you know all that other stuff, freshly baked bread, etc. etc. You know, standards at the uh, at the old farmer's market. Um, but it's just it's nice to get out and get some culture and bump elbows with other people in the world, people who you normally never see, you know. I think it's good for the soul good for the mind and plus you never know where you're going to come across maybe you'll come across a place that sells butter toffee which is freaking delicious or if you're anything like me you'll come across a sign of an infinitely more exciting event that's happening later on this year that i'm gonna try to learn more about it's something called enchant it appears to be taking place like in safeco field and i think it's a big like wonder holiday to do actually I'm just gonna look it up right now enchant uh, Seattle there we go uh, enchant Christmas do 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 let's see here uh, there's an animated gif of a of a child looking at a ghostly deer while snow is falling in the middle of the woods November 23rd to December 30th enchant a world of Christmas wonder awaits Safeco Field Seattle it's the world so the Great Search, the world's largest Christmas light maze. After a terrible snowstorm hits the North Pole, Santa wakes to find all of his reindeer are lost inside an enchant, a hidden pocket of visible magic. Come explore the world's largest Christmas light maze and help Santa find his nine missing reindeer in time to save Christmas. That sounds awesome. So there's a there's a Christmas market with a bunch of vendors. There's a VIP experience where you get a gourmet meal, exclusive access to the maze, and photo ops with Santa. That sounds... That sounds all right. Yeah, the VIP ticket isn't actually all that much. Um, wow. That is... That is a huge freaking maze. And there is an ice skating trail. Oh, that's really neat. That's really neat. It's a. It's like a little... Um, it's a, I would I'd describe it more as a course. Um, like a... Because it's not a trail, I would, I would say. It's like there's a... There's a, it's a... It's a loop. It's a looping trail. Big old Christmas market. Ah, oh, it's super cool. There's a stage for music, live entertainment. Oh man, this sounds amazing. I'm very excited. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds sounds right up my alley. So I'm definitely gonna check that out later on. Apparently, it's also in Arlington, um, Virginia. I'm guessing. 
I'm guessing Virginia. Arlington. Oh, there's Arlington, Washington, I guess, as well. Um, which is in... Oh, it's actually just north of us. Oh, interesting. I could probably do both. I could probably do both. What's the Arlington one? So that's the one at Safeguard. Arlington is... There's a gif of an elf running out of a wooden house in the middle of the woods with the snow gently falling. And it says... In oh, Arlington, Texas. Oh, all right, well. That's a... That's a bummer. Oh, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Um, it's just instead of finding the reindeer, it's Eddie the mischievous elf, and you have to find all eight toys in the giant Christmas light maze. So I feel like I'm going to get pretty much the, the whole experience just by going to the Seattle one. Don't need to fly to Texas for this stuff. Um, oh, it's a sea vendors. Can I just see who's going to be there for all my Christmas shopping needs? With more than 90 market stalls selling artisan goods from local and international favorites, you'll be you'll be sure to find something perfect for that's uh, you'll oh my god I can't read you'll be sure to find that perfect something for everyone on your list naughty or nice. Come back November first for a complete list of vendors. Boo, boo! I wanted to know now. All right, fine. I'll just look into that later. But that looks like a lot of fun. I imagine I'll talk more about that come the holidays. But you know, Sam and Days was a nice way to kick off the uh, the autumnal season. And uh, that's also one of my favorite words, autumnal. But that's enough of that. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. So this week we got two songs of the week for you, including another fantastic cover, although this one was recorded very late at night. Um, and I think it actually uh, kind of fits the bill of that song uh, pretty well. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But the first song I want to talk about is the newest single from one of my... Um, most nostalgic bands, Mumford & Sons. It's called Guiding Light off of their new album, Delta, which doesn't come out until November 16th. But why uh, Mumford & Sons is so kind of important to me is that when I was in college, back in 2012, I was a freshman, and they had just come out with um, with Babel, or Babel, um, which was their third, third album. Third album? Second album. Se second album. The third album was Wilder Mind, which actually came out at the tail end of, uh, of my college time. So it was kind of nice where I had like these two uh, Mumford & Son albums that kind of bookmarked my first year of college and like my last year of college, but I didn't listen to Wilder Mind as much as I listened to Babel. Um, I listened to the hell out of that album. It's it's one of my absolute favorites. And I think Getting Light is is classic Mumford & Sons. It's got the whole stomp and hollery feel. Um, for me, it's very uplifting, uh, which I always loved about these guys. And despite the fact that they just announced a 60, like, date, 60 city tour, and they're not coming anywhere near me, I'm not bitter. I'm not. Um, they're a wonderful band, and I love their new song, and I can't wait to hear the whole album, Delta, which comes out November 16th. And then, the song that I covered this week, um, kind of, sort of, um... So I, uh, for the last couple of covers, I've done the whole song and I just cut out the bit that I needed. Um, and when I recorded this one, I accidentally had the wrong chords up. So I didn't technically cover this song um, in its entirety. I covered half of the song in its entirety. And it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow slash What a Wonderful World by Israeli Kamaka Kaweole. I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry. But you all know who I'm talking about. 
Um, and the reason I recorded, I didn't do this intentionally, but it's kind of a nice thing to do after the fact. The reason it was recorded so late was because the original recording of his version of the song was recorded at 3am on a spur of the moment type deal. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm like quickly scanning through the, um, the Wikipedia page here right now. I'm pretty sure this was recorded pretty close to when he... No, I'm completely wrong. Never mind. It really is an amazing song. It's a song that I think we've all heard um, at least once in our lives. This this particular version of the song. It's so simplistic, and it just smashes together these two songs that like form so beautifully together. And the fact that it was recorded in basically one take, the fact that it was recorded at 3 a.m., and he got so much emotion out of it, um, that also probably explains his kind of general sleepiness, sleepy attitude. Um, you might hear him, um, you might hear in certain versions of the song, him kind of like um, inhaling or exhaling like a lot. I'm, I'd be willing to bet he was actually yawning um, during those times because it was three in the morning. So anyway, let's listen to my version of Somewhere of the Rainbow, What a Wonderful World by Is. Someday I wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind. If you have a song that you would like to suggest for Song of the Week, well, there's a multitude of different ways you can get in contact with me in order to make it Song of the Week. Number one, you can email me, gormancast at gmail.com. Number two, you can use the contact page on gormancast.com. Both ways, excellent ways to get in your song requests. And of course, my third favorite way, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to your local farmer's market. You're going to set up a vending booth. You're going to start crafting turtles out of cork board. All right. Now, follow me. Follow me. Get some googly eyes. Get some hot glue. Not crazy glue. That'll stick your fingers together. You're going to hot glue the crazy eyes to the cork turtles. All right. Once you've made exactly 37 of them, your 45th one that you make immediately after turtle number 37. Now, you're wondering where happened to all the missing turtles in the end. Don't worry about it. Not important. All that matters is that you number your 38th turtle, 47. Now, once you have your 98th turtle there, I want you to flip it over, right? Take the cork out, put the googly eyes in an envelope, send them to the government. Now, once the government gets them, they'll contact me with their song request, and you will have just wasted a bunch of time miscounting turtles. So who's really, you know, the turtle carver here? Did that make sense? No, it didn't. It really, it really didn't. But that's enough for Song of the Week this week. Thanks for listening to the cover. We got more songs next week. But for now, let's move on to the next thing of the podcast. And finally this week, I wanted to talk about something very exciting to basically just me. But perhaps you can live vicariously through my eventual plans. Now, you may recall a while back that I mentioned uh, a lot about traveling. For example, while you're listening to this, I'm getting ready to fly down to Vegas. That's why this uh, week's episode of the podcast was so short, um, because I'm out of town. And this was essentially all I could uh, manage to get done before I eventually just flew the coop and went down to Vegas. I imagine when I get back, 
though that podcast is going to be just chock-a-block full of stories from my amazing time down in Vegas. I'm saying all of this ahead of time. I have no idea. It could be shit. It's not going to be, but I'm very excited to go to Vegas. And I wanted to briefly explain that that's what the deal is. Um, and also, real quick, while I'm thinking about it, I just want to state once again that the next Patreon live stream is going to be on the 20th of October, not the 13th, because, once again, I will be flying home from Vegas then. Can't do it then. It's going to be on the 20th. I'm going to be playing scary games if you want to be a part of it. Be sure to be a Patreon supporter, and you can find a link to that at goingupcast.com, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash goingupcast. I believe that also works. Pretty sure. Pretty sure you'll just find it if you type in the Going Upcast Patreon. You'll just, it'll come up. But anyway, uh, you guys may remember that I was talking about going back to New York City to see a concert, or more specifically, to see an opening act for a concert. Um, and I'm sure many of you thought at the time, that's really stupid, why are you doing that? And I'm like, it was mostly for the adventure. And my original reasoning was I was never going to see this person with the band I actually wanted to see them with. And now that has changed. My One of my favorite bands at the current time although let's be honest i've been a fan of theirs for maybe two years now really really deep big fan um is arion a-y-r-e-o-n a-r-a prog i would say super group but i don't think that's really accurate it's really just two people in terms of the actual quote band but what they have is a ton of guest musicians that come in to do a bunch of vocals and stuff like that and what they're doing next september in Tillsburg, Netherlands, um, is they are performing four concerts for my all-time favorite album of theirs, which is Into the Electric Castle, which is in its 20th anniversary now. It's been 20 years since that album came out. Um, I think it actually came out in 1997, so it was 20 years last year. But they're doing a 20th anniversary remix of the entire album. It's different from a remastering, which is just kind of you polishing it up a little bit. A remix is when you take all the root tracks and remix them together. Apparently it took the the, the main dude behind Arion, um, Arjun Lucas, and I think it took him like a couple of months to pull this together. So very excited to hear that. But yeah, next September, um, they are going to do the album in its entirety with many of the original vocalists coming back. I think they're replacing two of them. Um, and those are probably um, people who just didn't want to do it or something like that. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And my plan is sometime in October, I think it's like the 23rd or the 24th of October, tickets go on sale. And I'm going to buy a ticket. I'm probably going to get two tickets because I think I could talk one of my friends into going with me. But uh, yeah, next, next year I'm probably going to do a week in Amsterdam just to go see a concert and just bounce around and have fun and in an incredible new country that I've never been to before. So I'm very excited about this uh, about this trip. And it's actually pretty inexpensive. You may remember I was dancing around the idea of going to like the Hong Kong or to um, or to New York. I mean, all in all, this trip should be pretty affordable, which I'm very excited about. I think I'm looking at $1,500 to maybe $2,000, depending on, you know, how much money I spend and all that stuff. So I think that's, that's very reasonable in today's world. So I'm very excited about this trip and I think that's just about gonna do it this week I apologize for the shortness of the episode but like I said I'm in Las Vegas um so this was basically all I had time for enjoy the end of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban like I said they are coming up today they will land today because I can't upload them tomorrow because I'm in Vegas and be good to each other be good to yourself enjoy your local fairs or 
events, farmers markets, whatever you've got going on in your neck of the woods. And I'll see you all next week where I'll tell you all about my wonderful time in Las Vegas. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Bye!